The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's up, Chris Nation? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, David Williams. This is Hoop Ball Grizz. Rolling solo tonight. Isaac Simpson has had a busy day. My man did not sleep. I got home from the game last night. Like, 3 in the morning, he's still tweeting, and he had to get up early and go to work this morning. So he is probably snoozing at this point. Hope he gets some sleep. So it's just me. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Pelicans game. And then I'm going to talk about tonight's matchup, which the Grizzlies won. 133-104 to 104 over the Dallas Mavericks. Shorthanded. Shorthanded. Unbelievable performance from the Grizzlies tonight. Missing JV and Jaron. Jaron for the injury management. And JV has uh, a little aching back. Don't really know how serious that is. Don't know if that's going to hold him out on Thursday. If it's going to be extended or if this was just basically a rest night for him. But we will see, and turns out the Grizzlies did not need them tonight as the team defense was phenomenal. Dylan Brooks, games like this are exactly why we get mad when we see a crappy performance from him. Against one of the best players in the league in Luka Doncic, Dylan Brooks plays his freaking ass off Holds Luka Doncic. Luka was 4 for 16 from the field, 0 for 4 from 3, and he only got to the free throw line four times. Stellar job from Dylan Brooks and the entire team. Anytime that you lock up a guy like Luka, you can give credit to one person. Dylan done a great job tonight, but it's a team thing. One person cannot stop Luka Doncic. You have to have a team effort. De'Anthony Melton was fantastic. The help defense was phenomenal. Just overall great performance by the Grizzlies. And this is the uh, the typical, hey, our box score is pretty, so we win the game from the Grizzlies. Dylan had 20. Ja had 24. Kyle had 15. X was on the verge of uh, double digits. He had 9. Desmond Bain had 11. Jitty. Career night for him, 18.6 rebounds, 3 assists, doing great thing. He was a team leading, plus 36 tonight. Just fantastic minutes from Conchar. He continues to do the right things and make the right plays when he's on the floor. Just a high basketball high basketball IQ and great execution from him. Brandon Clark had 14 and 9 off the bench. He loaded the stat sheet up tonight. 14, 9, 2 assists, 2 steals, 1 block. And Stones Jones breaking out of the slump a little bit. 10 points, 2 rebounds, 4 assists, and a steal. When the Grizzlies have multiple guys like that, you got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, essentially 8 guys, 7 really, but X was right there. He was 1 bucket or 1 free throw away from being double digits. I'm going to give them 8 guys and double figures, 32 assists for the team. That's the magic number. The Grizzlies tend to not lose when they get to that mark. And they got there tonight against a Dallas team that since Mark Cuban and Luka Doncic made the comment about how much they hated the play-in tournament, which Cuban voted for, it was unanimously voted on, and every single one of the owners voted yes for the play-in tournament. Every one of them voted yes. But when his team 
was sitting down in the bottom, and they had a chance to be playing in that play-in tournament. All of a sudden, oh, it's crap. We don't need it. What that, that, that same thing with LeBron. Yeah, playing tournaments great. Love it. More basketball, more publicity, more money for the league. Yeah, love it until my team has to play in it. Funny how that works. John Morant was flirting with a triple-double tonight. 24 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists, 1 steal. Good to see him bounce back. He had a good third quarter in last night's game against the Pelicans. And I'm going to bounce. I'm going to go back to that game. I'll get back to this, uh, this Mavericks game here in just a minute. I'm going to talk about last night's game. I was there in person. That's why we didn't have a post game. I apologize. It's just a little bit of a drive for me to get down to the forum. So by the time I get home, it's late. Turns out Isaac didn't sleep anyway. We probably should have just knocked out a post game when I got home. Who knows? <laughs> But anyway, so got home late, didn't get a chance to do the post game last night, but I want to talk about that game. Yes, the Grizzlies did win that game, but that game was far from pretty. You're playing against the Pelicans team, who is it's they've been a unicorn for the Grizzlies. They're the Grizzlies are one in five with Josh since John Moran has got drafted to the Grizzlies. They're one in five against the Pelicans, last night being their only win. The Pelicans are without Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, and on top of that, they're missing Steven Adams. So three of their best players, some may argue they're three best players. I like Lonzo Ball above Steven Adams by a large margin. But three of their best players, three starters, you're missing three starters, and the Grizzlies struggled with this team, and it was infuriating. Why? Why did they struggle against this team? Lonzo Ball had an efficient night. Alexander Walker was torching them. He had 18-3-6, got to the rim at will. Great adjustments by Taylor Jenkins and the, and the coaching staff to change up the defensive looks. The one-on-one defense got better in the second half and allowed the Grizzlies to stay in that game. Thank the Lord for John Morant in the third quarter. His run that he went on there toward the end of the third quarter is really what kept the Grizzlies in the game after the first 10 minutes of the third quarter looked terrible. They couldn't throw a rock in the ocean. They being the Grizzlies could not throw a rock in the ocean. It was tough to watch. Even being there, I I realized that they were missing a ton. And I'm like, man, what is this run? What have they gone on? And it was something like a 22-3 to run. The Grizzlies showed a lot of poise, a lot of maturity, and sticking with it. While the Pelicans went on that run, they never looked defeated out there. They always, when Jenkins would call a timeout, you could see the guys talking on the sideline, lifting each other up, stay with it, stay with it, make the next right play, do the next right thing. And they did. They were able to claw their way back in it and win that game by five. My biggest issue with the game, if you have listened to this show at all, I shouldn't even have to tell you what my biggest issue is with this game. You should just know it because I talk about it all the time. If this is your first time listening to the show, appreciate you tuning in. I am David. Normally, I'm joined by Isaac. He will get back with us tomorrow night. We've got Brevin Knight coming. Isaac tweeted that out today. The color analyst for the Memphis Grizzlies. One of the best, if not the best, color analyst in the business. Brevin Knight is coming on with us. Cannot wait for that. That's huge for us. And I actually... I was a huge Sean Kemp fan growing up. 
Love Sean Kemp. And one of my good friends, that was like, that's his, I think it's still his all-time favorite player. But I, I, I like Kemp as well. Brevin got uh, drafted to the Cavaliers to play with Sean Kemp. And so, you know, we, we kind of kept up with Brevin over the years. And then obviously, you know, he played for the Grizzlies in Memphis. And now he's a color analyst for him. So big, huge, huge things for us here at Hootball Grizz. Shout out to my man Isaac for making it happen. He has known Brevin for a while, and he just reached out to Brevin, and Brevin's like, yeah, man, I'll come on. So great news for us. Look forward to doing that tomorrow evening. We will hopefully get that thing out for you sometime. It's probably going to be a little bit later in the evening, probably around 9.30 or 10 tomorrow evening. So looking forward to that. Can't wait to get in and talk all things Grizz with Brevin. But back to this game. Thanks for tuning in, guys. You can I'm going to tell you where you can find us on Twitter. Isaac is Isaac underscore Rivals. I'm at DWill2111, and the show is at Hootball Grizz. If you're not already following us on Twitter, I suggest that you do that. We are fortunate enough to be involved in the uh, pre- and post-game media conferences right now, and so it's given us access to a lot more information, and it's great. We're trying to share that information with you guys. As soon as we get it, we're putting it out there. So again, I'm at DWill2111. Isaac is Isaac underscore rivals with an S. And the show is at Hootball Grizz. Go follow us on Twitter. That's where you're going to find the information. But back to my biggest problem with this Pelicans game. Free throws win championships. The Grizzlies were, man, awful is not, that's not strong enough. Horrendous, like, that there is not an adjective that's strong enough to describe how bad the Grizzlies were from the free throw line last night. 16 of 27, 59%. If they had made their free throws at the rate that they have shot free throws all season long, the Grizzlies win this game by double digits. And that's not me saying, oh, well, they should have shot 100% and had 11 more points and beat them by 16 no, just shoot the shoot your average, your season average, and the number of made free throws goes up by five, and you beat these guys by ten. This game should have never been this close. A lot of big plays down the stretch. Desmond Bain had an insane block on Najee Marshall on a dunk. I was pumped, man. My kid, like, it, it was insane. Like, the, the energy, there's not enough people in the forum, 3,500 people, it's just not enough. You don't feel the energy. Like, when that thing is packed, I was there when uh, when Jaron went crazy uh, against the Bucks and scored whatever it was, like 28, 31. I can't even remember what it was. It was a ton in the third quarter. I was there, and that place, it felt like the roof was going to blow off of it. There was so much energy. And you just don't get that with 3,500 people. But... When Bain blocked that shot, there was a lot of noise in there that was not piped in the fake crowd noise. People got, they got up, they got loud, and it was good to have it. It, it was great to get that feeling again. When, when you're at a game and it's live and, and you, you get involved in that game, you get invested in that game, you, there, there, there's nothing like it, no feeling like it. So huge block by him. And one of the one of one of the down like the, I guess the uh, marks against Desmond Bain 
coming out of the draft was his negative wingspan. And by negative wingspan, I mean typically if you're standing flat-footed and you're six foot tall and you spread your arms out from fingertip to fingertip, your 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 wingspan is generally going to be at least six foot or greater. Desmond Baines is not. So that was a mark against him, and I think that's probably the biggest reason that he fell to 30. Thank you to all of the GMs in the NBA for letting him fall to 30 to the Grizzlies. I promise you that we as Grizzly fans appreciate the hell out of that because he is quite possibly the still of the draft. There's a lot of guys that are playing well out of this draft after it being a quote-unquote weak draft. But with where the Grizzlies got him, I will take him over anybody else. And that's please don't tweet at me saying that I'm saying Bain is better than Lonzo Ball or Anthony Edwards or Tyrese Halliburton. I'm saying with the 30th pick, the what the Grizzlies had to get up to get give up to get Desmond Bain, I'm taking that over any other deal that they could have made because the price would have been too high. Fantastic get by the front office. Just look at these free throws, man. John Morant was 0 for 5. Dylan Brooks missed 2. Kyle Anderson missed 3 free throws. JV and Jaron were both perfect from the line. Bain and Clark both missed 1. 11 free throws. And John addressed it after the game on Twitter. He's like, come on, 12, make a damn free throw. So he knew. He did make some free throws tonight. He was 7 for 8. 24 points. Much better from the free throw line tonight for the Grizzlies. They were 15 of 16 from the free throw line. Just overall better game. High energy. They came out ready to play. Dylan Brooks, phenomenal job on Luka Doncic. Tim Hardaway torched the Grizzlies earlier in the season. He had a good game, 19 points from him. He was 3 for 6 from 3. But the Grizzlies had a great game plan, and they were able to execute it. That's what it all boils down to. Taylor Jenkins... In the presser, before the game, uh, somebody asked him, hey, what do you have to do to slow down Luka Doncic? And he said, give him a bunch of different looks and mix it up. He gave a lot of credit to this Dallas Mavericks team, saying that they are one of the best, if not the best, pick-and-roll teams in the league. The Grizzlies were great tonight as a team picking up that roller, making sure they didn't have clean lanes to get that entry pass into the roller, and then maintaining on the the guy, the ball handler, not letting him get too much space to get easy looks. Dylan Brooks, not not a great night from the field for him. He was uh, 9 for 21 for 42%. Saw somebody on Twitter the other night. They said if Dylan Brooks ever gets his, it wasn't, not somebody. The Hoop City Hellcat, Amy, tweeted out. She said if Dylan Brooks ever figures out how to be efficient, it's going to be over for the league. And I think that that is true. He was two for nine from three tonight. He lacks no confidence, and he is not scared to shoot it. When Jaron is not in the game, he will get out there and let it fly. Still a good game from him tonight. Just all around good game from the Grizzlies. I worry about DeAnthony Melton, though. He had that one quarter where he blew up and carried the Grizzlies back into the game. 
Jaron said, that's just Melt. That's what he does. We know that he's capable of it. He can do it at any time. But DeAnthony Melton has not been himself lately. One for four from the field tonight. He did make one three. I don't know what's going on with him. And it may just be a slump. He, he may break out of it. Desmond Bain, four for six from the field tonight. Three for five from three. What do you do moving forward? What do the Grizzlies have? They've got three games left. Two at home against the Kings. And then the final game of the season is in Golden State at Golden State against the Warriors. And as of right now, the Grizzlies are tied, I believe. Let's see here. I believe they this win tonight ties them. Yeah. They are currently tied with the Warriors for the eighth spot. I was talking to one of the ushers last night about the about this at the game. Why is the eight spot important? If you don't know, I'm going to let you know. There's two reasons the eight, eight spot is extremely important. Number one, it gives you two opportunities to make the playoffs. The seven and eight seed play, the winner of that game gets the seven seed. The, eight, the, the loser of that game plays the winner of the nine, ten game for the eight seed. So if you're in the eight spot and you go out there and you lay an egg in the first matchup, you still have an opportunity to bounce back in the second game. If the Grizzlies finish behind the Warriors and they're in the 9-10 matchup and they go out there and lay an egg, they kick the crap out of the Spurs two games this season, and then the Spurs return a favor. The Grizzlies are capable of beating that team. The Grizzlies are the better team. The Spurs have more guys that have been there, including their head coach, one of the best in the business, Greg Popovich. I like their odds of getting into the playoffs if they're in the eighth spot. If they're in the nine spot, things get a lot tougher. Because then, if you're in the nine spot, and you match up against San Antonio, who is most likely to be the 10 seed, there's still an outside chance that other teams can get there. But I, I think pretty much San Antonio, it's their spot to lose. But let's say that they are the nine seed, and they do beat San Antonio in that game. Then, at that point... They're going to have to beat, theoretically, this could still change, but theoretically you're going to have to beat Golden State or the Lakers. And LeBron is supposed to be back, I believe, tomorrow is what I read. So which way would you rather have it? Would you rather them face LeBron and the Lakers in the 7-8 matchup with a chance if they win and they're in, and then if they do end up losing to the Lakers, then they have to face the winner of the 9-10 game at the Forum to see who's actually in the playoffs. If you're in the 9-10 game, you have to face Pop and the Spurs, and then you're going to have to face one of two teams that are going to be motivated in order to get in, whether it's Steph and the Warriors that gets bounced by the Lakers are LeBron and AD and the Lakers that get bounced by Steph. Either way you go, that's a tough matchup. 
simply because LeBron and Steph Curry are two of the best that have ever played the game. Multiple-time champions. They know what they need to do to get it done. You look at Steph Curry's game against the Jazz the other night, knocking down that three. He knows what time it is. He knows what he has to do. He willed that team to victory. In a one-game shootout, anything could happen. Heck, look at this Grizzlies team. Look at some of the teams that the Grizzlies have played with and beat, played with, and lost by one point. And then look at some of the teams that they've lost to. Any given night, anybody can beat anybody in this league. That's why I like, I really, really hope that they are able to maintain pace and clinch that eight seed. The winner of the Grizzlies-Warriors game for the last game of the season for the Grizzlies on Saturday, the winner of that game holds a tiebreaker. So if they get to that game and they are behind the Warriors and they win the game and tie the records, the Grizzlies get the eight seed. Warriors get the nine seed. If the Grizzlies are ahead of the Warriors and the Warriors beat the Grizzlies and they tie then the Warriors get the eight seed. So there's a lot of moving parts there. A lot of stuff going on. And I don't want to deal with that. I want the Grizzlies to take care of business like they did tonight against the Mavericks. The Mavericks have been on a phenomenal run. Again, since they they mentioned that they uh, didn't like the play-in. I don't know that there's anything from this game tonight outside of, of, of Melton that really concerned me. This was one of those games where the Grizzlies just executed their game plan and they were able to do what they needed to do out there. The defense was great. The energy was good. They done the things that we want them to do every night. Unfortunately, they've been consistently inconsistent throughout this season Consistency is a big thing that Coach Jenkins is preaching. He talked about that last night and that he wanted the team to be more consistent. They were not consistent against the Pelicans. They were able to get the win, but it was ugly. Tonight was good. What do they have to do? Terry Davis asked Ja Morant in the postgame presser. He said, Ja, what do you guys have to do to bottle up this intensity that you had for this game tonight headed into your matchup Thursday? And John Morant, he basically said, my mindset was to go out here and play a full 48 minutes. And that's not Jai going out and not getting any rest. That's the, the Grizzlies have struggled in closing games. They'll play good here and there but they will not get a full 48 minutes where they play well. And that's been the mindset. In the post-game presser, two phrases kept coming up. Two phrases from pretty much everybody that talked tonight in the post-game presser. Job's not finished. Job's not done. And remain locked in. These players know what's at stake. They know what they need to do to get to where they want to be. 
and getting into the play-in is not what they want. They want to be in the playoffs. They want to be competing. And I think this team went healthy because the playoffs, you're, you're not going to have all this back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Like it, It's not going to be loaded up like this. You're going to get some rest days. So while we're sitting here wondering why in the hell Jaron is not out there playing in one of the biggest games of the season. Why is he on the bench? You rested him pretty much the entire damn year, the whole season pretty much, and now we're resting him in back-to-backs. They're being safe with him. That's what they've been all year. But why now? It does not... I guess it does make sense. They, they are being safe. That part of it makes sense. But also... We as fans, and I'm super guilty of this, we look at the short term. Short term, if Jaron's out there, we know that he's healthy enough to play. We saw what he done last night against the Pelicans. Good game from him. Had some explosive plays. The the knee looks great. He's your second best player. The 1B to Jaws 1A. You need him on the floor. There's still chemistry things that they're working out. There's still things that you have to get figured out before the season is over and you're running out of games. You got three left. Three that are back-to-back-to-back. That's going to be brutal. I wonder if Jaron plays the first one, sits the second one, plays the third one. If Jaron does not play that game against Golden State, I'm going to have a huge issue with that. I don't see that there's any way that Jenkins and company can justify setting out Jaron in the Golden State game. That game is going to have implications. There's almost no way that it doesn't. The only way that it does not have any type of implications is if the Grizzlies go out here and lay an egg against the Kings. If the Grizzlies go 0-2 against the Kings and the Warriors play well, they could, in theory have it locked up going into that game, and the Grizzlies just locked into the nine seed. So at worst, we're playing the nine and ten game. The Grizzlies are playing the nine and ten game. At best, they're playing the seven and eight game with two opportunities to make the playoffs. My hope is that they get in the seven and eight game, and they win the first one, and they get the seven seed. Who do you face? You do. Who would you all rather face? Do you want to face the Jazz, or do you want to face the Suns? I think that that's who it's coming down to. You're playing one of those two teams. Do you want to face Chris Paul and the Suns? Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Miles Bridges, Cam Johnson, the Phoenix Suns, or the Utah Jazz, who have been the best team in the league this year. I like the Jazz. I realize that the Jazz have not been a great matchup for the Grizzlies. But I like the Jazz because of what I think is going to be an issue for them early on in these playoffs. Donovan Mitchell's missed a lot of time. They expect him to be back for the first round of the playoffs. And Mike Conley has now missed eight games. I think they don't expect him to play the rest of the season until the playoffs. So you're going to have two guys that are going to be a little bit rusty from missing time. And that bodes well for the Grizzlies. If they if they end up with the the seven seed and they they play Phoenix, okay, that's fine. Let's get it. I, I you know they they can win some games against them. I don't know if they beat them in a seven game series. It's it's a decent matchup. 
But even though the Jazz have owned them lately, I really like that Jazz matchup. I might be in the minority here, and that's okay. I can take it. I've been wrong before. Promise you I will be wrong again. It will happen. Guarantee it. I make a lot of predictions, so there's going to be some points when I'm wrong. I talked about the Grizzlies hitting 30 assists tonight. After tonight's win, they're 21-3 and in games that they've, they've hit 30 assists. Important number for them. I want to know what you all think. Would you rather face the Suns or the Jazz? And I want to know why. So go find us on Twitter. Talked about it earlier in the show. I'm going to drop it again right here. You can get me on Twitter at dwill2111. Isaac is Isaac underscore rivals, and the show is at Hootball Grizz. Holler at us. Let us know what you think. Who would you rather face, Suns or Jazz? I think that's what it boils down to. I've not looked. Let me, I'll pull the standings up again real quick just to see. I don't think that there is any. Yeah, there is pretty much. Utah has got a um, game and a half lead on Phoenix at one, and Phoenix has got a three game lead. So the Clippers are not catching the Suns. Utah and Phoenix are your one, two seeds. So seven and eight, that's who you're playing. You get the eight seed, you play Utah. You get the seven seed, you play Phoenix. Either way, it's going to be an interesting matchup. It's going to be good experience for this young team. And I cannot wait to watch playoff basketball. Can't wait. Going to be incredible to watch these guys go out there and give it their all for 48 minutes and not take any time off. The experience for them is going to be fantastic. Do I expect them to get out of the first round this year? No. Absolutely do not expect them to get out of the first round. Call me pessimistic on that. I'm generally, for the most part, optimistic. But these teams in a seven-game series, they're going to make adjustments. Both of these teams have guys that have been there. You know who's in Utah. The longtime face of the franchise here in Memphis, Mr. Mike Conley, is there. They've got plenty of guys that have been there before. They know how to play playoff basketball. And then on the Phoenix side of it, you've got a guy that's done nothing but win his entire career. Wherever he's gone, he has made the team better. Oklahoma City last year, they're going to be a lottery team. Uh, Nope. Did not happen. Didn't happen. Chris Paul carried that team to a five seed, I think is what it was. I just don't think that the Grizzlies are at the point where they're going to win one of these series. I think they have the best shot against the Jazz. I think that would be great. Be a great matchup for them. But who knows, man? Anything can happen in playoff basketball. The Grizzlies have defeated a one seed as the eight seed. So maybe we see it again. Listen, I'm not going to beat a dead horse tonight. I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I don't have much of anything else. Great game tonight from the Grizzlies. Just unbelievable defense against one of the best players in the league. 133 to 104, the final score. Grizzlies improved to 36 and 33, three games over 500. Currently tied with Golden State. 
and they have a chance. Let's see what Golden State is doing right now. Golden State is playing Phoenix tonight. They're down seven points in the third quarter. That is a big game. If you have league pass and you're you're still up watching it, I hope you're watching that game. Big implications for the Grizzlies. They can move. They can take sole possession. If the Warriors lose that game, the Grizzlies take sole possession of the eight seed. That's the one to be watching. Time to pay the bills. You know about mybookie.ag. I talked about it on the last episode. I'm going to talk about it again right here. We have a partnership with them here at HoopBall. They are deposit matching. You go over to mybookie.ag, you enter our promo code HoopBall, and they're going to match your initial deposit. Mybookie.ag is an online sportsbook. They have more lines and better odds than any other sportsbook out there. And their motto is simple, guys. You bet, you win, you get paid. It's that easy. There's no hassle. You, listen, this, this deposit match, super easy. You go over, you create an account, you make your initial deposit. It's going to ask you if you have a promo code. Go to that box. You enter HoopBall. They match your deposit. Free money. Free money to bet with. Once you get that initial deposit, make your bets, win your money, they pay you out. Quick, fast, and easy. My favorite thing about mybookie.ag and I know a lot of places are doing this, but my bookie, they have these odds boosts that are incredible. It, it, it is guaranteed money. Whenever a new season starts, they have odds boost that all but guarantee that you're going to win. All you have to do is make the bet and they cap it out. You can't go in there and be like, oh, I'm going to bet 10 grand on this. You know, they'll cap it out at, you know, 20 25 30 bucks but it's free money sometimes it's more than that it's depending on the the bet depending on the sport it's changed but it's great you you go out there and there there's no like when you win that money from the odds boost you can pull that money out right then if it if they cap it out at 50 bucks you bet the the 50 and you win you can pull that 50 out right there and leave 50 on and play on house money again it is mybookie.ag. More lines, better odds for the players than any other sports book out there. Our promo code is HoopBall. Bet, win, get paid. It's that easy. You can get us on Twitter, the show, one more time. I've done it three times, this show. I hope you come and find us. We're being as active as we can on Twitter. Isaac is on there all the time. I'm on there quite a bit, and we try to interact as much as we can. And we're getting you as much Grizzlies information from the show page as we can as well. That is at Hootball Grizz. I'm at DWill2111. Isaac is Isaac underscore Rivals. All of it on Twitter. Come and find us, guys. We appreciate you listening. We hope you're enjoying the show. If you do, go into iTunes, leave us a five-star review. It helps us out a ton. Thanks for listening. Isaac will be back with us tomorrow night. Joined by our special guest, Mr. Brevin Knight. Do not miss that episode. It will be great. Until next time, go good. This has been a hoop ball presentation.